may be getting much, 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 much colder, but these hot takes are surely you up. Manny Jones here with, again, Mr. Zeus Pegasus, the Furries and Football Podcast. We are back, bundled up by the campfire, singing our campfire song. Song, I am back from a weekend trip in Columbia, South Carolina. Good to be back up there. I got Zeus over here next to me. Of course, Zeus, I missed you, buddy. How are we feeling today? Oh, <laughs> pretty much done in a nutshell, but yeah, whatever. I want to keep it positive. You're here. I trust you. Oh, yeah. Um, it was a, it was quite the weekend. And yeah. <laughs> Let's just get to it, man. Well, we got a <laughs> recap of the wild card. Uh, we got to talk about that divisional round weekend preview, but uh, we got a lot to talk about in the aspect of there were two big news stories that happened uh, when we went off the off of our podcast, uh, and it was a shame, dude. The the, the, the this one happened. I want to say about. An hour or so, or two hours after we did, we recorded the last podcast, we were talking a little bit about uh, college football. Nick Saban is retiring. Uh, so that was the huge. That was the huge thing that I just could not believe. Uh, Alabama's uh, leader since 2000, and I want to say it was seven. He got hired by Bama after a stint with Deuce's Dolphins. That. I'm not going to bring up any further than that because I know how he's going to get. But uh, Nick Saban, who won six titles with Alabama, has coached all over college football, was once a defensive coordinator alongside Bill Belichick, who we'll get to, in Cleveland. He is retired. Yeah, that's that's just insane news. And it just shook the whole, not only college football landscape, but just the entire sports landscape here in North America. Since uh, that dude's a legend. So love him or hate him um he's done a lot um a lot of impact on the sport and yeah um, i i think um no one expected this announcement but a lot of people will speculate on why the timing was for saban mm -hmm. and i think a lot of that has to do with um the way college football is gonna be radically different like 2024 and 23 they're gonna be two completely different college football seasons things are definitely not the same as it was when um saban was in his prime and even then, he's been coaching at a high level and recruiting at a high level for so dang long that um, it's it's hard to take anything away from him. Um, so yeah, like agreed, agreed, uh, agreed for it's, sure. It's just it's just the bittersweet, um, bittersweet news for sure. Since I've always wanted, um, I, I've always wanted to uh, see a team of mine uh, topple Saban since it's like like it was the standard, yeah, to measure how you were as a program. Yeah. And now we don't have that anymore outside of like maybe some other top teams. That might be Georgia right now, but who knows? For sure. For sure. Uh, Saban will finish with 292 career wins. That is good for 15th all time ahead of Ron Shipper and Brian Kelly. He is the second winningest head coach, if I'm not mistaken, at, in the history of the University of Alabama, right behind the legendary Bear Bryant. But very quickly, you know, after that retirement, which shocked the college football world, I mean, He's coached everywhere for so long. He's been everywhere. And I can see where, you know, he's 72. He's thinking of, hey, I'm not going to, might not have a lot of time left. I'm just going to sit back for a second. I'll tell you this right now, man. Bama rebounded because the, the quick thing was, who are they going to hire? Well, they went and they got a new hire in Kalen DeBoer, who just led Washington to the national title. I'll tell you what, Kalen DeBoer, 
I mean, some may say it's not going to work. You're bringing in a guy who's coached in the Pac-12 into coaching in the SEC. I like Kalen DeBoer. It's a crazy thing when you think about it, Zeus. Three years ago, he was the head coach at Fresno State. You want to go back even further than that. In 2009, he was coaching the Sioux Falls Cougars to the NAIA National Championship. It's crazy the coaching journey he has taken, and now he is going to Alabama. Yeah, pretty quickly how things turned around. Uh, but when Saban leaves, Alabama's easily the hottest job on the market. Um, mm. Just because, well, hottest, but also the most stressful because you're trying to replace the legend shoes. And I think anyone, especially when we get to New England, since they're without a coach too. Oh, yeah. Um, anyone that comes in to replace him has a tall order um, to do. So, um, yeah, there's going to be a lot of doubt. Um, we're going to see if college football really is driven by the recruiting. Or is it really, you know, half and half coaching and recruiting? Um, since look at Ohio State whenever Meyer left and Ryan Day was plugged in. Yeah, they're not um they're they're not like clear favorites mm -hmm. anymore, but they're still top of the game just by recruiting alone. So For sure. So for me, um I think I, I know it's it, it may be a little controversial to say, but I do think a lot of it is recruiting more than <laughs> coaching. Yeah. Um if you don't have the talent, you don't have the talent. Um and people, but good coaching can certainly turn average to low end talent to into superstars. That's what UCF ha has done to yeah. get to where we at now. And other programs that have moved into the power, uh, I should say, four now because the Pac twelve is officially dead. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I tell you what, I mean, he's got a big task ahead of him. I, I, I like this card. I like this hire. I think they, they got themselves a, a really, really darn good head coach. Everyone was saying, you know, in my chat when I was streaming, talking about this on Twitch. They're, are they going to sign Dan Lanning from Oregon? I was like, let's chill out and let's not wait and see. Like, they could hire DeBoer or Dan Lanning. Let's wait and see. But, of course, that wasn't the only big news. Uh, it's kind of crazy how both these two have been so interconnected in their career. And they retired at around the same time. Of course, I'm referring to Bill Belichick. Now, I will say this. I, I should, I should cl clear it up. He did not retire. But he was let go. Bill Belichick, the hoodie, who has been the coach and de facto general manager of New England for so long. From the year 2000, he has he has been let go by the Patriots. They have agreed to part ways. He will finish with a record of 266 and 121 over his 24 seasons. Uh, six Super Bowl rings, you can't deny that, uh, but the last two years, many question marks were there in New England, Zeus, and do you think the time was right for them to part ways with Belichick? Well, first of all, let me just say one thing. Yeah. Um, parting ways is just semantics. Belichick huh? was fired. Let's get this straight. <laughs> he was fired. Okay, okay. Fired. The owner didn't want him there anymore. The fans didn't want them anymore. Just feeding to a bunch of narratives. So mm -hmm. now that I got that squared away, Go on. Bill Belichick being fired. Um, yeah, um, I think for the organization was definitely the time. Um, or actually, no, I think when Brady left, um, especially after uh, maybe the first year or two, like I think Belichick should have left earlier than that. You think so? I think, I, yeah, I honestly think this is a failure on the organization for not moving on from a legend. Like they were holding on to hope that maybe they can get the next Brady restart dominance, but it's just not that easy. Once no. you lose a potent combination, 
Um, it's just better to um, just blow it all up and start again, find a new beginning. Um, so, uh, I but with the Patriots and our legacy, like whoever's going to come in, um, they're obviously stepping into an organization and an owner that knows how to win, knows how to um, really get ahead in the NFL. And for Belichick, um, he reached his peak long ago, mm-hmm. even during the second Super Bowl run. It's just, I think, um, right now, uh, and that's why I'm really worried about where he's going because how is this style of play going to keep up with the with the current NFL? Yeah. I don't know if it can work. I don't know if you can be a defensive-minded team carried by an elite quarterback. I mean, granted, that's what the Chiefs are now, but mm-hmm. they already have their reputation, and they have, they're young, and they have weapons, and they they have the means to make another run, even with their depleted offense. So, yeah, I, I just don't know if the Patriot way is really the way anymore. You know, you know, and I will say this: you now, I think Bell Belichick's one hell of a coach. His the way he built the roster in the early way, early going, I think he had a great team to work with. As time went on, you began to see some of the issues in drafting uh, from New England, and I and I and, I, and you know. I I don't, I don't disagree with you on this. I don't think they should have really moved, like moved up from Belichick because they did rebound after Brady was gone. They 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 they, they had a seven and nine record, but they got a good draft and they got Mac Jones. Mac Jones had a really good rookie season, but here was the issue I think that happened. And I'm gonna get this is where I think is a big flaw on Mel Belichick. After that good rookie year, they lost Josh McDaniels to bad head coach, good OC. Problem is, I think, dude, is that. He then had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge calling plays on offense. And it's Oof. and you saw it in Mac Jones's play. He has regressed heavily from those from that rookie season. And I think that the development of Mac Jones as an NFL QB was just stunted. And I think you saw that as the year as the season went on, like the past couple of years, that like you're seeing some intriguing picks. Cole Strange. I love my Southern Conference boys, like Cole Strange. The thing is, he was picked in the first round of the 2022 NFL draft, and many analysts were like, he's going to be available as a third-round draft pick. But he was a first-round pick by the, by the Patriots in 2022, a pick that nobody knew was happening. Uh, but I think that, you know, I think now is the time to move on. And they already have their successor. They actually had a succession plan, actually, which I didn't know this. Yes, I did not know this. They actually had a succession plan, Zeus. Gerard Mayo, who was in contract as the successor to the Patriots dynasty, he is the new head coach of the New England Patriots. Of course, Gerard Mayo was the first round 10th overall pick in 2008 out of Tennessee by the Patriots. He was one hell of a linebacker in the NFL Played his entire career in New England. And now he is the head, the future leader, currently, of the Patriots. And it'll be unique to see how he does. The Patriots will have a new person as their head coach. And one who, one who I, I love, I love Gerard Mayo. Been a good coach from the linebacker, says I had things for a while. It's going to be see how he handles being a head coach. Yeah, and honestly, um, I'm actually surprised that they didn't go for like a big name. Um, they just wanted to kind of stay in house and give someone else a chance. Um, so hopefully, Mayo is a more likable personality than Belichick ever was. <laughs> I, Goodness, but I get um, you. I get you. 
but yeah, um, we'll see. Like, I always appreciate competition. I think competition breeds more competition yeah. and it elevates the whole division, just like the AFC North. So, yeah, it'd be um, it'd be interesting to see how he does since this is kind of breaking news for me. I I, I just read about this, so yeah. Now you're good. You're good. They just had the press conference, I believe, earlier today or yesterday. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens because the, the big thing will be too. No, Bill Belichick was the de facto general manager in New England his entire past 23 years. And there's been some solid draft picks that he's had. I do like the pick of Christian Gonzalez last year. Hey, I got to say this too. Bill Belichick did draft my classmate out of Western Carolina. So, I mean, Belichick drafted my, my the guy I sat next to. Uh, and, and I was my freshman in college. So, it's like, we'll see what happens. He is, a, he is an available head coaching candidate right now. He needs 26 wins to pass Don Shula for most career wins. Uh, as the as an NFL head coach, we'll see where he ends up. We've heard that the Falcons have actually interviewed with him, uh, but uh, we'll see if. Could you imagine? Oh, man. Could you imagine? Oh my God! Could you imagine? You beat you. You led the most is the, the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history against this team, and you're gonna coach them. Oh my God! Oh my God! Nonetheless, <laughs> that is the big news that we missed because we did not see it during our podcast. Let's talk the wild card. So, Pittsburgh and the Bills. Uh, this was a game that started off like uh, like every past uh, Pittsburgh playoff game. You get behind by a good bit, and they try the best they can to muster back, but the might of the Bills was just too much on this game. I watched this while I was 30,000 feet in the air, and I'll tell you one thing. Uh, there's just some play. There's just things with this team that I'm even amazed they went. They made it to the playoffs. I'll be blunt. They got yeah. hot at the right time. Mason Rudolph, to his credit, I will say this: I don't blame Mason Rudolph or any way. Mason Rudolph did not play bad. Two touchdowns, two hundred twenty-nine yards, twenty-two for thirty-nine. Good, good numbers. O line is getting better in protecting. He was only sacked once, um, and his receivers played played well. I. I think this is a like like though the team itself I think is getting better. Big thing, the big big issue though I think is just this team needs to needs is in purgatory I think and you know I know a couple weeks ago I was talking a lot about Mike Tomlin needs to be let go and right. there was a rumor actually because after this game Zeus he was asked a question about his future and he walked off the podium and people began thinking is he is this actually it are they gonna move on are they are they gonna move on now we have i have heard news he is not leaving in 2024 he has informed the players that he plans on coaching in 2024 so he himself is not leaving per a report by Mike Garofalo of the NFL Media. He will enter his 18th season. By the way, he is now the longest tenured head coach in the NFL. <laughs> that, that, that is in and of itself crazy. I, remember, I was a little kid when he was the head coach. Uh, uh, Tomlin, of course, will meet with the media later this week, so we'll learn more about that. I like Mike Tomlin, Zeus. Like, there's got to be some things that need to change. Like, Najee Harris said this. I'm going to quote him from the loss on Monday. But if you want to elevate and get to where we're at, there's got to be some in-house things that need to change. Coach always tells me to just play running back. It's a little thing that we have to do have too. 
But if you want to elevate where we are and achieve those goals that we want, we have to change some in-house stuff. Like I said, that's not my place. That's not anything I can control and do anything about that. He's got a point. And the players love playing for Mike Tomlin. TJ Watt legit said that it was he was huge in his contract talks that he wants to play for Coach Tomlin. I like Coach Tomlin myself, dude. I, I love his, the phrases he says, you know. The guy himself, I bet, is a fantastic guy. I, I bet if Mike Tomlin was next to me right now, we would talk everything football, you know? I would have a great chat. I know I get pissed off at him, Zeus, on this show, but you know. Oh, yeah. I would That's happily. part of being a fan. It's part of being a fan. I would happily, if Mike Tomlin wanted to have a beer with Manfred Jones over here, I would happily have a, have one, man. You know, I'll tell you this right now, Zeus. You know, like I said, I'd have a beer with Mike Tomlin anytime he would ever ask. I, I love it. Here's the thing, though. Mike Tomlin as a head coach. I'll tell you this right now. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday. I'm, I'm calling it right now. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame. You look at his record. He's 173-102. Great success as a Steelers head coach. He's won a Super Bowl. He's been a consistently good head coach. He's going to hit 200 wins someday. If he keeps coaching, he is only in his 50s, so he's probably going to coach for a good while. Here's the thing, though. Pittsburgh has lost their last... Five straight playoff games in a row. Uh, they got I... demolished. They got this, this is where I get annoyed. They got demolished by the Patriots in a game that didn't even feel close. And and in Foxborough in 2016-17, the next year they get embarrassed by Jack because they just thought, oh, we're gonna beat Jacksonville easily. Piece of cake. Jacksonville just embarrasses them. Next year it's the drama with AB and Le'Veon and Big Ben. And they finished nine six and one, missed the playoffs. Next year, Ben gets hurt in game of the week year, eight and eight. Uh, they somehow finished eight and eight despite no, no with no mate with no Ben Roethlisberger and a really good defense. Next year, twelve and four, you go eleven and zero. You finish, we go one and four to finish the year. You get embarrassed by the Browns at home in a wild card game. The next year, first year of of Matt, go back to Canada, nine seven and one. <laughs> embarrassed by the Chiefs in a game I knew they had no chance winning yep. next year. 9-8, and eight, you just miss out on the playoffs. This year, 10-7, and seven, but it didn't feel like a good 10-7. and seven. They won their last three in a row to get in the playoffs, and they lose to a solid Bills team that's also hot, but at the same time, started off bad. They only lost by 14, which actually is kind of surprising. But it's at that point where it's like, as much as I love Mike Tomlin, you have not won your last five playoff games. This city does not care. The city does not care anymore if you win, if you have all these constant winning seasons. It's a cool thing, but the city does not care. This city wants you to be successful in the playoffs. And yep, you are chance. not, yes, you are not getting it done. Marty Schottenheimer who was one of the best coaches ever to never get a ring. He he was so good, but so often he just could never get win the big game. He couldn't he never got to go to the Super Bowl. His the guys in his tree like Andy Reid and Bill Cowher, they got rings, but he unfortunately was never able to win the big game and go to and go to the Super Bowl. He was he had 200 wins as head coach Zeus. Five and thirteenth up in the playoffs, so yeah, that's 
That's it, concerning. It yeah, is. I understand the need for change. It is. And um, only thing ahead. I can say, I'll get I'll finish my second real quick. Only thing I'll say, man, is like I just I just hope they just change things up at the mat in the locker room. They 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 need a leader. They need someone to just get something going, because at this point, if Another year goes like this, Banner's going to be upset. Nobody cares if you have a winning season anymore. They care about your success in the playoffs. And if, if people say, oh, you want to lose that guy? I don't want to, but sometimes you got to make a change. It wasn't yeah, working. They mentioned the New England. Like, I, I'm i hopeful of what happens next year. I like the drafting that they did last year with Omar Khan as the GM. Uh, I'm hoping to see something good happen. We'll see what happens with Mason Rudolph and the QB controversy that is brewing between Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph. So we're going to see what happens there. Uh, the big thing, though, and I know Zeus is just, Zeus wants to go hard right now. The Miami Dolphins, in a very, very cold environment last week, took a loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. In one, in the fourth coldest game of all time, I've been told it was it was a very very oh, yeah. cold game. Andy Reid frozen. If you bought a beer at the stadium, you would instantly freeze. It's kind of crazy, but a rough game. Twenty six to seven. Zeus, walk me through it. Oh boy. All right. So let me just um, give my positive and kudos sure. out of the way. Go. First of all, the injuries on defense were definitely disastrous. We had absolutely zero pass rush on Patrick Mahomes, but. Despite that, we took advantage of a Chiefs offense that couldn't really move the ball downfield and finish drive. So, mm-hmm. as depleted as they were, they actually think I think they played better than they did in Germany, and that was already a solid performance at the starters. Yep. But I'm just talking about what was available to what we got in the field. They're the only reason why Miami had any business trying to win that game. So, kudos to you and getting out there in the elements because it was rough. It's rough for any team. I don't care if you're a cold weather team. Um, wind. Uh, wind and just aerial temperature that cold Ugh. severely limits your options. The ball becomes like a rock. It's hard to throw the ball. It's hard to kick it even. That's why the kickers couldn't even kick out of the end zone. It was just a, lo- a lot of kickoff returns or punt returns that um, that put uh, teams in field position. So, yeah, it was just a rough, rough all around. Mm-hmm. But what happened in this game? Yes. What happened was... A lot of narratives still continue to be the narrative, but the biggest sin of all is that as much of an improvement as the Miami Dolphins have been offensively, we were the number one ranked offense, scoring offense, passing offense, mm-hmm. top five rushing offense, a lot of good metrics on the board. But when you really look at it, the biggest problem for this three-game slump to end the year has been the offense. Mm-hmm. It really has been, and that was supposed to be our strength. And I was fooled into thinking that would be our strength because Mike McDaniel has schemed up countless ways to boat race bad teams off the face of the earth. See 70 to 20 earlier in week three. Yes. See a bunch of the scores that we just absolutely demolished him by. Um, But then the moment that we encounter any competent defense, um, we just crumble. Like there's just no, there. There, there's just no way that McDaniel can put Tua in a place where he can succeed. Um, because some of these decisions are just complete asinine. I, I don't get it. Like, he's got McDaniel in the room. Like, I'm sure someone is telling him right now what he has done wrong this season. And he's got to figure it out. He's got to do a lot of soul searching about how he's going to leave this offense. Yes. Because what I saw, 
you go one of 12 on third down in the fucking playoffs. No. One of 12. We were running the ball, and then we abandoned the run because we got down, and we got scared. And I just can't trust anything McDaniel says about changing the game plan. And it sucks that for a guy I adore, and he's great, and I've seen him on hard knocks, like, the dude can inspire players, but as much as he can inspire them, they have been prone to make really dumb mistakes and not execute. Um, the false starts that we had to, to kill drives, the mm-hmm. the drop passes, the um, the miscues and blocking, um, just everything on offense that went wrong just 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 went wrong, and just a lack of confidence to really trust your strengths. And in the playoffs, where we've been a pretty good running team, even with a, a patchwork offensive line, we just don't do the obvious. I would have been happy just running the ball down their throat and losing by three points than seeing the same thing that has led to our downfall by trying to rely on Tua. And I love Tua. Tua is great. He's been our best quarterback since Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, he's just put in positions to fail and his weaknesses, and he has them because no quarterback's perfect, are just on point. He can't throw the ball in winning conditions. He overshoots receivers on out routes all the time, cannot throw outside the numbers. and um he's kind of a sitting duck and i get why he's a sitting duck because he's gotten hurt trying to play hero ball before so when you're dealing with a guy that supposedly can't take hits and really not able to adjust or even audible doesn't have the confidence to do so we are just stuck in some some gear that i i wish i could explain better and because of that we are now at a point that we this is going to be the most important offseason in Miami Dolphins' recent history. Because, courtesy of the Lions, which we'll get to later, we are now on the longest playoff drought. That's right. That's 24 right. fucking years without a playoff win. Rinse, repeat. Bad quarterback, bad coach combo. Good quarterback, bad coach combo. It just never ends. I, I thought that. we were over this after Brian Flores. And Brian Flores, I was on board of getting rid of him because he wasn't his his ceiling wasn't going to be fixing the offense. Like, yep, mm-hmm. we had discipline in defense, but our offense was still a joke and a mess. And now it's just kind of flip flop. I mean, now now it's a, well, actually, now it's not a flip flop. It's more of the same. It's like Adam gets all over again. We have good schemes and can be up on bad teams, but we just can't figure out the code on um, beating the good teams. And that just becomes with coaching. Um, McDaniel leaving people out there and getting them hurt in games that were blowing teams out. I know he's a young guy, but my goodness, he needs to mature fast because I, I, I hate to say it, and every a lot of fans are with me, but this fan base is divided, and mm-hmm. he's on the hot seat. He has to win a playoff game to save his job next year. He doesn't do that. He's fired, and I'm with that because the NFL, we don't have time to wait. Stability is stability can only come, but three years is enough of a win to determine, or we're going to be like the freaking Cowboys with McCarthy. <laughs> And we'll get to them, but like, <laughs> God, I don't want to be the Cowboys. Yeah, I, I don't want to be the Cowboys. I we're the Cowboys right now. I would want to either, and uh, you know, when it comes to the Dolphins, you know, I, and I watched a bit of this game myself. I saw the highlights of it too. One thing I noticed too was there they highlight this big play a lot. I think the Chiefs exploited a big weakness in Tua Tagovailoa. I'm I'm a big Tua guy. I'm a big Tua guy. I'm a big Tua non-believer. Uh, the thing is, you know, I think it, like if if he's throwing on rhythm. He is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But if you get him into a us to improvise, and of course, uh, remember from his injury history, had a hip injury at the University of Alabama. 
He's not. He can make moves, of course, but he's not going to be like Lamar or uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, he is a. He, I believe he will be a free agent soon. He is listed under the salary uh, for next season in 2024. However, your Dolphins are going to be about 42 million over cap space. So you guys got to do yeah. some magic. I'll tell you that. I got to do some magic to. Um, uh, work under the cap, and I'll say it again too. No, I mean I think a simple thing is you know you can have one of the best schemes in the game. You can have some great stuff. At the end of the day, what matters is that you win. What what matters is that you win. Uh, be to see what you guys but, go for the draft, but you gotta win. You gotta win. And if I can say, yeah, you gotta win. Sure. And that's the bottom line. And yeah, um, this is gonna be an off season. Like I don't want to. I don't want to take too much of time, but I'm gonna say a couple more things. Sure. What's up? But, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tua, um, he does not deserve to be paid big time bucks. I'm sorry. You don't think we so? Be a cop- we, no, we cannot be a copycat leave. He need, he deserves right now a Daniel Jones contract and have him prove it. That this is your chance to prove it right now. That you can step up and mature and win games. You don't do that. We're gonna have to move on. We might have to get some competition to help because greatness breeds greatness. And mm-hmm. I think if we do have, I, I hate it. I, I hate being here, man. Trust me, I'm cringing in my seat, but... You hate it, but at the same time, you saw what happened with Daniel Jones. He had one great year in the Giants. Exactly. And, then, and I mean, I'm looking at the market value right now for Tua. Market value for Tua right now as a top five quarterback is $50 million a year, which I know, looking at your cap space, the Dolphins just don't have that. They have to do some... To even try doing a signing like that, it's crazy. It is crazy, and this hurts a lot more. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to keep it together because, obviously, a lot can change in a year. Yeah. But this season hurts a lot more because of what's going to change. The Patriots suck this year. The Jets had a catastrophic injury to the quarterback. Now he's going to be back next year. So all of a sudden, the division is going to be tough to get to go four and two again. Mm-hmm. The Bills, um, they're still going to be the Bills. They're still the team to beat. So. I mean, we had our chance to really get our first win and really make momentum, which we failed to do that. And then on top of that, a lot of injuries this year. Joe Burrow goes down. The mm-hmm. AFC is still a gauntlet. Yeah. So if we couldn't win in a year where everything was going our way, how the hell are we going to win um, when things are going to be harder next year? Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a second-place schedule, but that's why I'm worried, man. Like, the way things are set up, like, you need to prove to me that you can get the right depth, the right combination, and the right mentality to because we should have a plan a we can be cute we can have all the motion in the world against the bad teams when it comes against the good teams we got to play sound fundamental football make sure passes we dude we don't even have a two-minute offense i kid you not we can't operate it the way no? we ran to no what it's so strange it is um, we just take too long we take too long in the huddle because mcdaniel's having trouble getting the playoff which means he doesn't prepare for this he has one system in mind and we can't do this in the playoffs we need a simplified playbook. Communication is important. We we have the talent to go street ball sometimes. Just say, hey, screw it. Call a simple route. Um, Tyreek Hill, do whatever the hell you want. Maybe have a cross around the middle. Just make completions. Keep the ball moving. Don't don't try and do motion bubble screens. That's never going to work because ugh, we need simplicity. We need consistency. And yep. I, I've gone on long enough, but that is where we're at. So I yeah. am very worried for this team. And I hope that um, we get some answers soon, especially come with the draft, because we'll have more draft picks this year. But you will now, indeed. 
it's not pretty man this is yeah. this is a rough it's gonna be a rough off season i i feel it in your voice man i feel it in your voice man i can feel i can feel i can hear that frustration so i mean i hope in the best both our teams unfortunately out of the playoffs out in the wild card uh that wasn't the only thing that happened in the wild card though how about them cowboys <laughs> Okay, okay, I actually sat down and watched this game in my hotel room. Uh, I was a club, I mentioned to y'all, but I sat down and watched this game. I could not believe what I was seeing. The, 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 the Cowboys were getting embarrassed in Jerry World, and at the end of the half, it was 27 nothing. They scored a touchdown. What are you guys doing? Prescott, two picks, this it. Sixes, oh. got a pretty big contract, had the elite defense, and they just choked. See, at least my, we Miami fans have an excuse. Yeah. Not good excuses, but some excuse. Yeah. 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 For being on the road in the coldest game. You're in a dome playing a team that barely scraped their way in the playoffs with a quarterback that hasn't proven himself. You have no excuse, Cowboys. That 28 years, the Dallas Cowboys have not advanced past the divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And I mentioned this earlier that, like, you know, the coaching is the issue. I, Dallas has such good talent, but their coaching is so bad. Mike McCarthy does not belong as the head coach. Dan Quinn, who I'm surprised even getting fucking head coaching reconsiderations again. Dan Quinn has them run in a play, do a cover six all game long, and they get destroyed. How can I feel for the fans though, Zeus? Because they have two really good games throughout the year, right? And then yeah. Jerry goes on radio and goes, "Well, you see, uh, this Dallas team is uh, is one of the better teams I've seen. We must win. We will win. Win is the name of the game." And then they get hyped up every year, thinking it's their year. Jerry hypes up these poor fans every year to make them think every year that it's your year. When it's not, and it's it's sad to see because the Packers have more playoff wins at at the Cowboys Stadium right now than the Cowboys do. What? Legacy of failure. That's Agreed. all we need to know about the Cowboys. Thank you. And Thank you. <laughs> and we, we all know, man. Just wait. That's that's the only thing like Stephen A. Four. He's he's so right about the Cowboys. Yeah, every time, and we'll have to wait and see what they do with uh, Mike McCarthy. I will have to wait and see, but I tell you what, it's not looking good for Dallas. Uh, other scores that happened: uh, the Texans blew out the Browns, 45-14. Shall become the youngest quarterback to win a playoff game. A uh, great game by Stroud taking out the Brownies. Uh, we also had the Bucks. Oh my God! Philadelphia had an epic collapse. Baker Mayfield leads the Bucks to a playoff win, thirty-two to nine. That's an odd score, as Bucks just are calf on the Eagles, man. That score got me though. That is not. This score has only happened once before, Zeus, in like nineteen seventy. And I was like, are you kidding me? I would have last time they played, it was a scoregami. However, it was not one. That score last happened on November 24th, 1975. But the other big story, though, and Zeus mentioned this a little bit, the the Detroit Lions 
have won a playoff game, folks. You can now text your friends and they won a playoff game. Uh, I'll tell you this, Zeus. So I watched this yep. game too, and uh, I have a housemate here uh, who's a huge Lions fan. Like he's got the Lions tattoo on his calf, and we talk the Lions all the time with him. He knows I'm into football, and dude, I called him up right afterwards because I'm like, I wonder how he's feeling. I could hear <laughs> the happiness. The dude was crying. He was in so much joy. That poor guy has dealt with the teasing. This is the same old Lions. He's dealt with this for so long. He was eight years old when the Detroit Lions last won the division. When they even won a playoff game. He was eight. And now he's got, now 30 years later, he has the joy of watching the Lions win a playoff game. You know, it's kind of fitting. Matthew Stafford did it. Mm -hmm. He got the Lions a playoff win. <laughs> I'd uh, love to see it, and I'm, I'm really so happy for them. Dude! So they're definitely my, my bandwagon team. Same. Uh, they, so far. they needed that. You can, I, I could hear it in, I could hear it on my buddy. Like, when I called him on the phone, I was like, hey, man. Hey, hey, man. It's like they did it. I'm like, I know they they did it, man. They did it, man. Uh, so I'm I'm honestly happy for it. And that fan base, like they have been needing that for so long. Uh, Jared Goff has really improved. I'm happy to see uh, what happens uh, next for him. Big thing though, I mentioned this. You know, there were people that were saying that, that the Eagles might be looking into firing Nick Sirianni from the from the from the Eagles, which I think is ridiculous. On that Bucks game, Zeus. I, I don't know if you heard this. But there oh, I, that, I have. Yeah, I have. I, I'll admit, this collapse sucks. This is one of the worst collapses I've ever seen, personally. Yes. You don't fire a head coach one year after going to the Super Bowl, though. Yeah, that's just... Look, um, I understand where I come from with Mike McDaniel and why he's on a hot seat, but for a guy yeah. like this, come on. Like, this... That's just, that's just crazy... Crazy Eagles culture. I don't know if that's the owner pushing it or the fans pushing it, but it, it it's just nuts how entitled people, how quickly people can get entitled. Um, collapses happen for many different reasons. And yes. honestly, I'm going to say chalk up the karma because the way you acted after beating the Chiefs in Kansas City, yeah. <laughs> um, you had it coming, man. Yeah. I think you've been there. And I don't hate the Eagles, of course. Uh, Jason Kelsey, by the way, is allegedly retiring, so we wish the best on Mr. Jason Kelsey, of course. I'll say this, you know, it's a bad collapse. But something happened in that locker room. So something happened in that locker room. Um, so I don't know what happened, but in the end, man, I I'm sure they'll figure it out. But does it just they should fire Nick Sirianni? And I and I want to put this out too. There were fans that were wearing paper bags to this game, Zeus. <laughs> they have you, no idea. They man. were wearing paper. Listen. If you have been in a Super Bowl in the past 10 years, if you have you been to a Super Bowl, you, you do not have the paper bag pass, all right? You do Dude, yeah, not. Yeah, it's like, that's a Dolphins fan. Like, my yeah. God, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, starving for a playoff win. Yeah. God. It's like, and then, and then, and then this team went, was the Super Bowl last year. You don't, you don't fire the head coach just because he had a bad collapse. Now, if it happens again, then yes, you should definitely consider that, but. This guy went to the Super Bowl, and it's you just you don't want you don't want to get rid of that. Got to work on what went, went, and it's it's a roadblock that every good team hits. 
and they've hit that roadblock. Question will be, how could they do next season? Exactly. On to next week, though, the divisional round continues. We got four really good matchups, Zeus. Uh, the Texans, the new kids on the block, as can CJ Stroud keep it going? He's got the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Uh, Baltimore, how you afraid, though, with a nine-point spread. That's on Saturday. You also got the Niners and the Packers. Also a nine-point spread for San Francisco back in Levi Stadium. So we got two good games right there, I think. The question will be is how Lamar, I think, plays this game. I think Lamar, people want to say Lamar's all right, Zeus. I think he's good. It's just he's hitting that roadblock that Peyton Manning had. Just hasn't been able to win the playoffs much. The playoff, yep, that's the next hurdle. Yeah. And right now you got a, you got an extremely hot Texans team. They got nothing to lose. That's probably the worst draw for the Ravens that they can get. Yeah. Um, Like, they, they, they were probably begging Miami to beat kansas city so that they can beat up on us again but now they have a right out texans team coming in and honestly like i know we're not doing spreads anymore but i'm looking at that spread and i i don't think we're going to see a single blowout this week i think they're all no. going to be tight-knit games and the texans are going to be there to play the ravens um when they're behind or they have a tendency to collapse as well so that might be a butt clenching game for the ravens because they got a lot of mental demons to exercise so I'm not sure who wins that game. I, neither am I. And I think I think Lamar is good. People again, want to think, I think he's one of the top MVP candidates this year. But his numbers in the play, his numbers in four playoff games have not been good. Three touchdowns, five picks, a passer rating of 68.3, and just 900 passing yards. So he has not uh, played great in the playoffs. Uh, so we'll see what he happens to him. I think it'll be a fun time. Uh, you also got the Lions hosting a home playoff game again. They faced the Buccaneers earlier in the season. It was the Lions that got the win over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is before, of course, Tampa got hot later on. But uh, they beat the Bucs 20-6. Yeah, and this game right here, um, again, I, it really just can't go either way. Like The Buccaneers mm -hmm. are playing pretty hot, but and we'll see how Dan Campbell um, can uh, rail in on an emotional win. Um, cause now they're, they're believing, but they can't let that go to their heads. Like they got business to take care of. They're still playing at home. They're still, um, have a good shot to make the championship and hopefully they can root for their brethren out West to, uh, upset the 49ers and then have a divisional showdown for the championship. That'd be nuts. We, we, we shall see. Uh, we shall see if Detroit were to win this game, it would be their first trip to the NFC title game since 91. Uh, and I'll tell you this, some interesting history, too. The last time, Zeus, the Lions won two playoff games was 1957, which was the last time the Detroit Lions won the NFL title game against the Browns in 1957, back when they played in Briggs Stadium, which is the old Tiger Stadium. Other big game, Chiefs and the Bills, the first road playoff game for one Patrick Mahomes. About damn time. Jeez. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. Should be fun to see how he fares against a in a very cold uh Buffalo environment. Of course, the game against Pittsburgh got postponed. But uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be full of snow. Not as cold as it was in Kansas City for that Dolphins playoff game, but uh I think it'll be a fun, fun time. I'm th these slated games make me very, very excited to see what's gonna happen next in the playoffs because you've got a lot of storylines here. The Texans making a run, Lions winning games, Chiefs on the road, the Bills.
getting on the getting going. The Niners machine too. So there's a lot of stuff. And, and Jordan Love getting really good too with the Packers. So we got a lot of big storylines here, Zeus. Oh, I, I agree. Um, I think the one that intrigues me the most is certainly the Bills and Chiefs, just because uh, that's certainly been a nice rivalry. There's been a lot of great games between the two, a lot of down-to-the-wire games. Ooh. So for the Bills, um, can they get over that hump? And can they hope for a Stroud upset of the Ravens to avoid going to Baltimore? But even then, um, I mean, obviously I don't want either team to win a Super Bowl, <laughs> division rival, yeah, and then those Chiefs that, uh, man, the way Patrick Mahomes is acting this season is like, come on. You can go kick rocks. I, I, <laughs> I get you, you. I hope you lose bad on the road and start a narrative that you can't win away from home in the playoffs. I want that narrative to start. Please let it start. Please let it start. So, please, like, <laughs> I, let it I start and let's quiet down the Nick Wrights of the world that this is a dynasty to make. And, like, no, it's not. And the Bills can get their teeth kicked in next week after all I care. But go Bills this week. Should be a fun game. Um, very curious about San Fran because – uh, Purdy, when he's been behind and have some adversity, he's looked awful. Yeah. Horrific. So if that happens again, could we sniff QB controversy next year? We maybe, maybe, maybe. we've, there's a lot, there's going to be a lot of QB controversies, I think next year. Cause I think you got, you got Pittsburgh with Pickett and, and you know, Pickett and, uh, and Rudolph. Uh, you got a lot of Zappy and Jones in new England. There is a lot of controversy we're gonna see in, in with these teams next year, buddy. Yeah, indeed. So def- these are definitely games I will keep an eye on, since um, hopefully it should be closer than last week's slew of games, which a lot of blowouts. Um, but yeah, hopefully this week we'll make it up and we'll get back to the playoffs we all know and love. We shall see. Let's recap our whole year with NFL Pick'em. It's been uh, my first time really doing this. Zeus is a bit more experienced than comes this. Last week for the wild card, Zeus went one and two. Browns and Texans picked the Browns win, not go through. Picked the Eagles, but the Bucks in the Eagles game, and it was the Dolphins and Chiefs game. He did not get right. Zeus will finish 528 and 28. I had the Lions winning last week, but of course the spread was three. They only won by one, so I do not get the job there. Uh, Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Uh, Buff, I think the Buffalo would not cover, which... Yeah, it was close. It was very was close, but the spread was 10, so no go there. But the Packers count was... I, Dallas did not cover, okay? Uh, how about the Cowboys? <laughs> It, it, it's, I don't like making fun of fans, but it's like, dude, you, Jerry needs to stop hyping those motherfuckers up. Anyways, I will Jerry's finish. Sell the team. I, dude, the, cow, I, the, the Cowboys will never be good, Zeus. I believe this. The Cowboys will never be good unless Jerry Jones is gone. I, I believe that firmly. I will finish the record of 25, 27, and 3. <laughs> this may be one of the wildest records I've ever had in my life attributed to be Zeus. I'll be honest. I went 25, 27, 3. So you get 500, I get eh, somewhat close. Uh, not too bad of a year, you know? I, I'll say that. Very fun time, my friend. Yeah, it was a very fun uh, picks. Can't wait to do it next year. But for now, we got the rest of the playoffs to sit through and whatever comes in this offseason. Maybe we'll have a bit more storylines throughout the year. That um, is right. Yeah, right? Go on, buddy. Yeah, but otherwise, um, yeah. <laughs> as painful as it has been this past weekend, um, Football is something I'll never get uh, get rid of. Like I, Sam, it's it's a sport that I'll love to the grave. So, yeah, man, keep fighting on. I'm gonna say one same day it'll be worth you, it. <laughs> one day it'll be worth it. Uh, 
That'll do it for this episode, ladies and gentlemen, of the Friday Football Podcast. Uh, thank you, just back up this with me now. I will touch up on this really briefly. Uh, how we're going to do the offseason now. We're going to get through the playoff, the playoff, the Super Bowl, of course. Uh, we'll cover any big news that does happen, but we will be taking a break at the end of the season. We will do the occasional recap of big free agency news and the draft, of course, but uh, the draft. it has been a lot, very much fun, Zeus, again, doing this with you, but let's get, let's get, let's get some good stuff going these last couple weeks, my friend. Let's finish this strong. Any final thoughts, buddy? <sighs> final thoughts. Please, Dolphins front office, make the right decisions between now and the draft. <laughs> I I need I need answers. You need other than that. You know. Yep. Other than that, uh, let's go. Let's make it happen. Thanks again to Zeus Pegasus for Forty's football number twenty-one. He's been a great hard work within this season. I'm of course a man that you can listen to us again. Forty'sfootball.podbean.com. I'm Podbean, iHeartMedia, and Player FM, or wherever you get your podcast. Thank you once again. Until next time, whenever that may be, we are out of here.